It's the Meg John and Justin podcast. Yay! Yay! We are transatlantic today. Transatlantic. Yes. Uh, I'm in London because I'm I never I never leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were asking at the conference I was just at. Oh, Justin might be someone come this conference one year. I'm like, yeah, maybe not. Well, maybe, I mean, no maybe one not will ever pay for me to go to a conference like that. So, uh, A, no, and B, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, conferences. I do like yeah. conferences, but, you know. You like London as well. I like London. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, so we're trying out this, uh, our first time we're doing this uh, not in the same room. We were going to do one about long distance relationships. Oh, yeah. Um, but um, maybe yeah do that another time maybe but uh yeah. we're gonna do one about self-care the current idea of self-care really originated in the writings of Audrey lord mm-hmm. um who's a black feminist uh around you know she said self-care is a political act and it's kind mm-hmm. of about the need to self-care in times mm-hmm. like these um she's particularly talking about like those of us who are marginalized it's about you know merely surviving is a political mm-hmm. act because it's about saying that we're worthy of being here and having our voice heard but also i think it's about self-care enables you to look at your power and privilege as well and do do good stuff with it rather than you know the kind of things that that we were protesting against so yeah yeah definitely so again we're gonna uh, with a lot of our stuff we're not just talking about this in terms of the individual and how the individual can just better themselves and that, that's yeah. all we need that, that we're some kind of i think you say like self-improvement project yeah um, but it's within the context of our relationship to ourselves also having a relationship with the people around us and the importance of it that uh, importance of self-care within that and also our relationship to our kind of broader communities as well as yeah broader that's world. right yeah. i think we're thinking to like zero in for this podcast on you know is self-care a relationship responsibility mm. you know and, like do we need to self-care when we're in relationships with others of whatever kind um but yeah, I think it's really important to start off that we're not talking about neoliberal kind of bubble bath self-care. Not there's not there's anything wrong with bubble baths, but like, you know, there is like this kind of thing of like, oh, it's self-care, just pamper yourself. And then there's also kind of, oh, it's self-care, perfect yourself, become this perfect human being. Those are kind of the, yeah, they're like the neoliberal capitalist versions of self-care that are actually really damaging to people because it's not just about, hey, you're amazing. You don't need yeah. to look at your, sh- your shit at all. And it's yeah. also not about, hey, you're terrible. You need to self-improve and make yourself better. Otherwise, you're a terrible person and you're not allowed to have any problems or mental health difficulties or anything. Yeah. And the idea of neoliberalism as well is to, is to kind of imply that um, that we all just need to work harder at improving ourselves in order to make our lives better, that there is no mm-hmm. neoliberalism. The idea of neoliberalism is that basically um, we can all achieve if we just put our backs into it and... Really yeah, try to it's all down to the and individual and there's yeah. no structural inequalities yeah. and there's no injustice and there's no oppression to be fought. Like, we're all equal now and it's fine, which is yeah. Um, a crock. Yeah, we definitely <laughs> talked about that in our queer episode. Yeah, as you say, we're not doing this kind of, yeah, have a bubble bath and feel better. Um, though I might have a bath later, that's a good idea. Yeah, I um, mean, I always say that and then I'm like, well, don't knock baths because baths can be pretty good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And so um, can a shower. And it's not binary. Like, there are other ways to wash. Yeah, you can have a, a bath stroke shower, can't you? Yeah. 
you can lie there under the shower with the plug in and eventually it becomes a bath of course, of course if you have a bath or a shower yeah, yeah other washing things are available and other self-care things are available yes should we, talk, should we move on to talk about <laughs> yeah. the actual thing we're talking about so we also kind of want to say that you know self-care is like important for i guess for us as individuals and to to remember that we need to do that but it's also in, it's almost that we have a responsibility in relationships to do self-care yeah um, and that we and if we don't do our own self-care and we don't kind of take a minute and slow down and think about what it is that we need to do to look after ourselves then we can really be affecting other people if we don't do that definitely and i guess it's again that caveat of like well there'll probably be times in all of our lives when we reach our edge or our limits um Mm -hmm. we hit a wall and we simply can't and that's when you know we may need other people to to pick us up and we're just not there but like majority of the time you know a self-care can can stop us from hitting that wall sometimes Mm. and b it's like um the majority of the time it's great if we can try and do some of it albeit you know we'll we'll come to reasons why it can be quite hard Mm. yeah 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 Mm. So you had a good was, you had a good analogy like it's like a cold or something you know like trying to keep yeah, going when you've got a cold. That's, I yeah. mean that's the thing that the that um, I mean it's an interesting one because there are, I think there are quite a lot of parallels. But yeah, when um, someone gets a cold and we kind of think, well, you know, this is trivial and everyone gets cold, so I'm just going to battle through it and yeah. you know I'm just going to carry on with all my appointments and all the meetings and all the things that I said I'd do and that person with the cold just ends up just not really getting better for quite a long time. It's just something yeah. that stays with them and it kind of makes them very tired and grinds them down. But also they're potentially making other people ill too yeah. and making other people... Um, and then, you know, the same thing kind of perpetuates. Yeah. Um, and, and it's, it's just that... present with people as well when you're kind of under the weather in whatever way. Yeah. Exactly. I think also, I guess it's like it's easier for us to tell ourselves that we don't need to look after ourselves if it's only out when we're only talking about our relationship with ourselves because many people don't have a good relationship with ourselves and we might feel mm. like more um, inclined to do this for other people than we are for ourselves so I think that's kind of part of it as well that yeah. um, you know if the person with the cold was told um, you're better off just staying at home and lying in bed for a couple of days and you'll get better more quickly just you do you that mm-hmm. might be harder to hear than please don't come in to work and infect everyone you know, we'd, yeah. you know we've got people with um, troubled immune systems that really wouldn't need you to be around so please could you yeah, as a favour to right. us stay at home like yeah if, if the thing you had to do that day was visit someone with immune system problems and the doctors had said no one is allowed to come who's got a cold then you wouldn't fess on and do that thing and um yeah i think there's that you know there's this whole idea that self-care is selfish and i think you Mm. know when i've worked with people around this as a therapist i've always like used the way in of like actually it's going to be better for everybody else if you if you do self-care here's like here's like 10 reasons why not self-caring is actually pretty bad for everybody else because you know you do keep going when you're exhausted um, people can tell, you know, you're much more likely to lose your shit with people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, um, uh, yeah, you're not so much fun to be around. Like, just, just all kinds of reasons why, you know, having some self-care, you know, means that you're going to treat people better. Yeah, definitely. I think probably mm-hmm. also related to this that sometimes there are some things that we can just, um, there are some things where that might be, we might find difficult, where actually 
we're the best place to actually look after ourselves. Like sometimes yeah. we might just be, you know, sometimes like being alone might actually just be the best thing for us to do and to be able to kind of to do that act of caring for ourselves rather than to lie on other people. Well, um, that's right. I think it, it kind of comes to if you struggle in relationships not to get like super dependent, like we're all interdependent for sure. Yeah. We are interconnected. We need to rely on each other at times. And it's, that's, you know, it's really good to recognize that. But if we're somebody who struggles like with getting overly dependent mm. in relationships, you know, it's really good to, to be doing the self-care just to remind yourself, oh, I can do this thing on my own, yeah. you know? So it's, it's that you're not getting into that habit in a relationship of depending on another person for everything in a way that can leave them being under too much pressure um, yeah. or just, you know, that you lose yourself in that relationship completely. It's a bit like lending a mate a fiver, isn't it? And then them lending you that fiver back you know, it's yeah. like, and and no one's getting, no one's increasing their, you know, no one's getting more fibers from anywhere. They just keep giving each other the fiber back. So it's like, um, it just kind of gets passed around. So we're not if we're if we're looking after the other person, and then yeah. until they're better, and they're looking after us until we're better, and then we're looking after them. Like yeah. that's just not sustainable, and there's no growth there. There's no and there's hmm. there's not and it kind of I think it probably also depletes our resources to have to. Well, it certainly depletes our resources to have, enjoy relationships with other people as well and to have enjoyment, yeah. I think, if it's all... Yeah, that's right. If it's all looking after. And sometimes, you know, that's important and necessary. But there are times, as you say, when we can do us and yeah. we have, and not only can we do us, we probably should be doing us. Rather yeah, than, and I think even in, like, even if a relationship is a carer, a carer relationship of some kind, hmm. you know, to have some time out of that, even just to go for a walk or have a cup of tea in solitude or something is kind of necessary to just to re-energise and be able to go back, um, to go back in. Definitely. Yeah. So, um... You said, you said there's that phrase that's helpful for this and um, then we had we're having an argument about what the phrase is <laughs> well, when we did that panel the other day at instagram the really glamorous panel we went to uh hannah <laughs> winterbull on there was saying i thought she was saying that her grand said you can't pour from an empty jug and then i said this to you and then he looks it up and yeah it's Google not it's, says, you can't you can't pour from an empty cup but dear listener if you yeah. think about it what what would you more likely to pour from a cup or a jug but you're never going to pour out of a cup are you? you're going to pour into a cup yeah and you can pour into an empty cup like that's ideal you don't want to pour into a full cup <laughs> no <laughs> so i see what you're saying and also though the the google the expression is does say yeah. yeah you can't pour from an empty cup <laughs> <laughs> but you can't really pour from an empty anything that's the thing that's no that's the, of that's, the that's the important learning <laughs> yeah. point here um, so and we're saying self-care is a way of filling the cup a little bit yeah and hannah was saying actually that you know she has a responsibility to her like instagram followers to um sometimes just not go there with some stuff you know just to like i'm not sure because the thing about instagram when you're instagram famous and you're like a social media Uh person like an influencer although people don't like that term but you know when you're one of those people you know um everyone on that panel was saying that, yeah. you know, we share lots of elements of our lives. But uh, Hannah was saying, no, actually, there are some things I can't share because I need to just go away and do me for a bit in order that I can do Well, that's, a, that's one part of self-care is boundaries, yeah. I guess. It's like yeah, yeah, knowing yeah. what you can do and what you can't do, what you're capable of or what you're not. And also yeah. learning how to tune into like, okay, this is, I'm nearing my limit. I'm yeah. nearing my limit. 
okay, this is like, I can't do anything else today. I'm going to need to have a good night's sleep and something to eat before I'm going to be able to cope with any other additional thing. And one way, again, it's really easy to override our self-care is to think, oh, I'll carry on and do that one more thing and do that one more thing. And then it's like too much and we haven't got anything left. Yeah. Exactly. And Mm. it's important to think about our relationship patterns there. And we talk about this in our zine, Make Your Own Relationship User Guide. uh, We do. Where we talk about whether, we talk about people being cats or dogs, like more um, a dog person is always being there, you know, being in service quite a lot of the time. What can I do? What can I do? I'm a good dog. I'm a good dog. I'm such a good dog. Yeah, that's an incredibly good impression and then let's see if you can do the cat one so the cat person is kind of more avoidant like will take all the love and affection that's given to them but won't necessarily give it back or will only do it on their terms can you do an impression of a cat I'm a cat that walks by itself that's not a very good cat that was quite good it sounded like it was a cat that's just slinking out of the room yeah exactly yeah yeah um, that was very good. I like that. Well, maybe we could introduce more of this. Meg John does an impression of animals, but only when they're I can in do an amazing. Well, I can do an amazing impression of an owl. Oh, okay, go on. No, I can't. I can't do it now because I'm holding a voice recorder and I need both my hands. But, like, <laughs> we can. <coughs> If we get enough people like saying, "Please, can we hear that awesome impression of an owl?" Then you maybe know, I'll do it. Right, mate, we've had a track record of this, <laughs> of putting little things into podcasts well, and this saying, is, this is people where ask I'm us safe. for this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, cat and dog. So, uh, dog is, I won't ask you to do the impression again, but if it's com- it kind of comes into this, that sometimes um, maybe there's like a, maybe you might want to think, dear listener, about where you are on that scale between the dog and the cat. Are you somebody who's always mm. there for other people? Or are you somebody who's like, mostly there for themselves and a bit for other people but we will kind of avoid other people there's like not either of those things is um 100 brilliant all of the time that's so why it's best it's to be like a fox a fox yeah fox is like between a dog and a cat did you know foxes purr really they do if you stroke them they purr like a cat and they're a bit more feline than they are canine so i feel like a fox is a beautiful midpoint on that scale. Not like we're saying it's best to, you know, it might be fine to have elements of both cat and dog or be some something beyond the cat-dog binary. But I'm just saying, like, as a fox lover, I would say fox is best. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So this now is just going to go on for like five or ten minutes now. So <laughs> I can't remember where it started. But it's important to... to Allow the, to, if you know that you're in a dynamic where you're being more dog-like or being more cat-like, that you allow for the other person to um, to be able to have their time to do themselves rather than thinking you always have to be there for that other person. Yeah, um, I guess it's about the challenge for all of us to notice our patterns and also to be aware where they might be need a bit of challenging. So mm. if we notice we're like super dog and we need validation all the time from other people, maybe like taking that, that time out and doing some alone time even though it's not doesn't come natural to us yeah. and if we're so cat that we're sort of actually avoiding and we're always withdrawing into ourselves maybe taking the risk to reach out a little bit more for support even though it can be hard yeah definitely <coughs> the other thing we're saying with self-care is that it doesn't mean that if we're in a situation in a relationship it doesn't mean that we're just kind of if we're having like a difficulty in a relationship it means it doesn't mean that we don't just withdraw hundred percent and try to work it out for ourselves it does mean sometimes in a relationship one person 
and, and again when we say relationship we're talking about any kind of relationship you know mm-hmm. lots of different kinds um, but when one person is needing to uh, have a bit of time out and they've, like, they've reached their limits and they're like I can't do this at the minute it's important that they're not just going off doing their own thing and then suddenly reappearing appearing to be 100% yeah. fine you know where everything's chill well this is um, this is totally my like you know I, I can definitely uh, err on that side of like I'm just going to deal with all of the things on my own and not reach out and you know I've been trying to really sh- stop that habit and to, to do that kind of like actually I'm going to be vulnerable I'm going to ask for support um, at times kind yeah. of work I think that's in a way that's part of self care as well is yeah to, I think so both, both to do do your own self-care when you need to be alone and make sure that you can be alone and also know when it's best to reach out to people um, and let them know where you are. And particularly when an issue is in the relationship, mm. it can be really harsh if you kind of withdraw and just try and manage it all on your own. Like you're actually, that's not very consensual. You're kind of leaving out the other person who has their own, you know, feelings about what's going on and, you know, needs to work on it with you rather than mm. separately. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. This comes back to the what we were talking about in our um, uh, staying with feelings in a relationship podcast. Yeah. It also comes to uh, your. It's also really important to talk about a couple of your freely available zines here, which is first of all the staying with feelings zine, yeah, at rewritingtherules.com, um, and also um, hell yeah self care, which is yeah. uh, another freely available zine. <laughs> so a good self care thing for you to do right now is go and find those at rewritingtherules.com. Thank you. Excellent. I mean, I guess um, those those go into the practicalities a bit more. So if people are thinking, oh, well, great, you know, I, I get this. I feel like, yeah, self-care is a relationship to responsibility. I want to do some. Mm. What do I actually do? Like yeah. those scenes actually give you a whole load of ex- examples of like things that might work for you that you can try. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think the thing with self-care, well, we're like we've talked about this before but it's fine you know we've done a lot of episodes now this might be our 50th episode you know whoa um, yeah 50 but, that's a lot yeah 5 yeah it's um yeah anyway we're carrying on remorselessly whether you want this to or not <laughs> <laughs> um but you know often when people talk about self-care they kind of give you a list of things that you could try or kind yeah. of implies that you should try and that there's like a just the right way to do it in the same way that you know there's like the right way to do the wheelbarrow sex position and there's the right way to do long distance relationships um that you know we don't there like isn't that, a, do we? no there isn't a right way but it's like the whole purpose of self-care is and to frame it another way the whole purpose of self-consent is to be present to ourselves and to really try to tune into and to be curious about what our what we need at that at yeah. any given moment and, and i think that's why it's like that those kind of lists become another stick to beat yourself with of like yeah. well if i'm not doing yoga and meditation and writing in a journal and yeah. like you know eating healthily and going to the gym i just like you know it becomes this ridiculously long list that would be a expensive and be mm. impossible for anyone to do all of that and have work and life as well so it's Absolutely. sort of like, yeah I think there's another thing as well that, you know, that, that pressure to do things properly and to do things well actually stops you doing it. You know, if like, yeah. if you would do some journaling, but you don't have your journaling notebook and your fountain pen to hand, but you do have <laughs> the back of an envelope and a, 
uh, a bookmaker's pen. You know, just write something down. That might yeah. be if you if you have the. I think it's about the difficult thing is that when we're in turmoil or if we're at the edge or we're feeling really low energy, it can be really difficult to even start to make those decisions. So I think one of the things that mm. I've tried to do at Bish and certainly something uh, I get from your writing is to say, okay, what are all the possible things that we could doing right now in terms of like categories and then try to try to decide which of those things that you might actually need so for example we'll during the day we'll need to drink something and eat something and rest or maybe do some kind of exercise that like Mm. broad kinds of things what kind of drink do we need do we need something that's cold or warm or hot yeah something that's caffeinated or not caffeinated (laughs) alcohol not alcohol do we want and then if we want alcohol do we want something long and bubbly or do we want something short and flat and cold you know like (laughs) it's the kind of it's the going through the process i think can be useful so lists which give people the 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 idea that there are lots of different things that they could choose from rather than you should do this you should do this you should do this i think is the way to go and I guess noticing, learning to notice that feeling of like, oh, I, I probably need to see some self-care here. Notice mm. that feeling and then, you know, give yourself just that little pause button mm. to sort of feel into, okay, is this one of those things that's going to feel good in the short term, but actually really rubbish in the long term? Yeah. Like, and I really, you know, like, or is it like, that's exactly what I need right now? Because so many things can be self-caring in one context and not in another. Mm. You know, like it can be super self-caring for me to go on Twitter and you know, see some kind people have tweeted about one of my books and like mm-hmm. engage with some folks, share a few things that feel great. Other mm-hmm. times going on Twitter is not self-caring at all. It's just like I'm doing it just to avoid thinking about things or feeling things. And it would be much yeah. better for me to actually sit and self-reflect for a while. Um, same with watching telly, you know, it's uh, and I, I, I get really annoyed with people who are like, oh, well, that can never be self-caring. Like actually yeah. sitting down and watching an episode of Netflix is often the most self-caring thing to do. Other times, though, it can be really not, you know, it can be really, again, like just trying to fill your head with nonsense when actually you could really do with stretching your body or doing something a bit more reflective. So it's like learning to tune into that moment and make the best decision for you in that moment. Exactly. And that doesn't, uh, I mean, there are often crossovers with mindfulness um, Mm. when we talk about self-care. And I think that can be extremely beneficial. But sometimes the thing that's going on, the thing that's going on for us, we might find it too difficult to go there around you know what are these feelings at the moment so even if it's like i just need an hour off my feelings thanks very much and my thoughts so i'm going to watch telly or i totally agree but someone said this on my blog exactly today because they were reading something i'd written about staying with feelings and they said look you know i can't remember what it was mental health they had going on but they were just like just remember this can be super dangerous if Mm. you're doing it you know um when you're in a really bad place and similarly, yeah. it can be super risky to do if you don't have support, you know, if it if it goes, you know, so it's again, it's about feeling into like, what is it right now? And sometimes yeah. when, when we're sort of really out of resources, like going into that super vulnerable thing and thinking mm. about it or like, you know, staying with a really difficult feeling is mm. not something we have capacity for. And it's going to make everything yeah. a lot worse. Yeah. But other times staying with that is is a really good idea. You know. And and that's the th- and that's the thing as well is to try to tune into that. None of this yeah. is easy. <laughs> no, it really isn't. And because of our culture, again, it goes back to the neoliberal culture we're talking about at the beginning. None mm. of it is easy, partly because we've been taught that everything is something we can become self-critical about. So you know, like Buddhists, um, you know, who are who are from 
you know, places like t- Thailand or Korea or Japan who come to the UK or US, like time and time again, they've kind of noticed, oh my goodness, this is ridiculous. Like these right. folks are using this as a way to be down on themselves. Like this yeah. doesn't make any sense. You know, they're no. taking these ideas of mindfulness and meditation mm. and just you know, using it to be really horrible to themselves. Like, what on earth is going on here? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, again, we're going to, we will do that. I mean, I've, I've, I do that probably every day at some point. I'm like, oh, no, I haven't done any exercise or, oh, no, I didn't do self-care in the right way and I give myself mm. a hard time. And, again, I just try and notice when I'm doing that and, you know, maybe laugh at myself a little bit, you know, yeah. just to punctu- puncture that kind of yeah. thinking. Yeah, definitely. So they're the kinds of things we're talking about. There's more about this on uh, in MJ's excellence um, zine, and more about this at my website as well, bishuk.com. Yeah, uh, we might do. A, we threatened to do another zine, haven't we? But we have. If we while. do, it will be on something like this. Yeah, yeah, self consent or self care. But yes, yeah. it does take a while. And it'll kind of bring all of the things together, won't it? Because we're doing the relationships, sex, and erotic fantasies, and like something mm. about the self will kind of bring all of those things together, and then yeah we'll have like a you know that's that's a plan but we don't have protected time to do well to do i this mean it could even be a, an act of magnificent self-care not to push that plan until it really feels like something we want to do well we talked about this didn't we when we yeah. were really struggling with when we first found out about book sales and and we were having mm. that big chat about our chat that we had about whether we work together or not and actually it's sometimes it's just about feeling into what you can do and pushing doors that open and seeing how that feels and being curious about it and that's how we've been with the with the podcast ever since we're, well this is know. it i suppose self-care and relationship is something like we're really trying to manifest ourselves in our in our relationship and i mm. do with the other people i work with as well it's like I guess pretty much a rule for me is self-care first and foremost so Mm. like if you and I were like messaging at the beginning of a day we're thinking about doing a podcast and we figure out between us or like one of us is really not feeling this today we just don't do it you know it's like self-care first and foremost if it turns out oh hang on a minute maybe what we want to do when we get together is like we you know we start chatting and we realize one of us has got some big thing that's going on for them that they really need to debrief about like we do that first yeah. And if that's the only thing we end up doing, then that's called a success, you know? So Absolutely. that way of working, and it's the same with relationships of any kind, I guess, if we can kind of like start every encounter with a bit of a self-care check-in yeah. and like then being there for ourselves and each other before we try and do all of the other things, that could be a really good model, I guess. Definitely. There are so many times where we've met up and not recorded, dear listener, yeah. just to, to peer behind the scenes again. I'll pull back <laughs> the curtain so you can see. Um yeah, there's so many times we just sit and chat and yeah. we think, well, we've been chatting for an hour and a half. <laughs> we could have pressed record at some point, but we wanted to do this just for us. So Exactly. And then yeah. it's still manure. It's still like something exactly. that future podcasts often grow from. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And someday we'll get roses. Yes. Um, or now just I feel like there's nice a few, there's a bit of grass growing, yeah. maybe. Yeah, yeah. A few yeah, little yeah. clovers, maybe a yeah. daisy. Oh, that'd be nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, is there anything else? If we, we've, um, that's, uh, that's I fine, think that will it? do. And given that I've got a cough, but not a cold, but a cough, um, self care wise, probably not trying to talk for too much longer is a good idea. Good plan. Yeah. Um, so, shall I do the outro then? Shall I do yes, all of please. the outro for us? So, if you've enjoyed this podcast, uh, you can subscribe to us and like us and leave us a review. Uh, 
we're at soundcloud.com forward slash Megatron Justin you can find us on iTunes where you can leave us a review and give us a star rating I think I'm not an iTunes user but I don't know it's goodbye from here in London in the United Kingdom goodbye and goodbye from Minneapolis in the US of A the other side <laughs> of the pond goodbye <laughs> goodbye